welcome to my first episode of Confessions of a Depressed Black Girl. I am so excited for you guys to be listening to me. This is a long time coming. I know a lot, a lot of you guys used to listen to my podcast with my good friend Jeremy Paul, uh, Rhetoric with Jeremy Paul and Latavia Nicole. And a lot, of, uh, a lot of you reached out to me and told me I should start my own podcast basically about depression um, and how I cope with depression because I, I, I can't say that I'm actually good at um, teaching people about depression and coping with depression. So I'm excited. This is a long time coming. My mission is to really help black women and black girls progress in life without feeling like a burden. You know, I want black girls and women to know we can put ourselves first and not have to carry the world on our shoulders, you know, because um, oftentimes we feel like we're a burden if we're not helping people and we need uh, to help ourselves just like everybody else because we deserve to be happy too. God damn it. We do. Okay. So that's basically my mission in life. Um, I, uh, with that being said, I, um, I, I, I've been living with depression basically, um, my whole life. So I'm chemically depressed. So this is not stemming from one traumatic event. Um, I've been living with this pretty much most of my life. And I wanted to let you guys know that as well, because I wanted to make sure I tell you, I'm not cured from depression and anxiety at all. However, I wanted you guys to be able to walk on this journey with me. I want you, I want to show you the different studies and practicings and coping mechanisms that I use to maintain my depression. Because one thing that that bothers me about people is when they hear you're depressed, they're like, oh, well, do you meditate? Oh, well, do you pray? Oh, well, do you listen to music? Oh, well, uh, do you do this? And it's like, yes, I do all that. Not one thing um, cures my depression. I do all that. And so basically this is just really a tool. This is, this is going to show you guys the tools that I use to maintain my depression because oftentimes when we're dealing with depression, we feel like, um, we have those thoughts where we feel like we'll be, we'll better off if we're not here or other people will be better off if we're not here. And that's not necessarily true. I wake up on a day-to-day basis thinking this cannot be life and I won't let it be life. And so um, I wake up every day to fight depression and fight my thoughts. And so this is basically a podcast to show you how I live my life on a day-to-day basis. And um, I wanted to let you know my struggles as of right now. But before I let you know my struggles as of right now, I did want to tell you that guys that I've been walking through this mental health journey for about six years now. When I left my son's dad, I started going to therapy and I realized I was depressed because I could not let go of the anger that I took care of this man for 10 years. And when I walked away from a relationship, I walked away with one child with a bad credit, no money to my name um, and just just broken. I just I was just broken. And when I started going to therapy, I realized that. Um, you know, I was, this. it, it wasn't just stemming from this in- incident, you know, because when I ended up getting over my anger, um, it was one issue after the next. 
And so basically my issue right now is that I'm lonely. Um, and I'm going to be so vulnerable with you guys. And this is so hard for me because I hate being vulnerable. I look at vulnerability as a weakness because a lot of the times when you're vulnerable to the wrong person, they tend to use that as a weakness and prey on you. And I want to be able to be vulnerable with you guys without having to worry about um, you guys looking at it as a weakness. So this is this is going to help me. This is one of the tools I spoke about. This is going to help me. Um, so basically right now, I'm dealing with the fact that I am lonely, right? Right now, I des- I'm, I have this thing where I, I have this strong desire to love on a partner and I want to be loved by a, a, a partner. I want a person right now. So that's really, really been... Um, my loneliness has really, really been the, the trigger of my depression right now. And... And with that being said, going along with that, I've been dating. And so that brings me to the other issues that I have, which are attachment issues. For you guys that don't really know about attachment issues, it's basically a psychological theory concerning um, human relationships, basically. So you have three attachments. Well, I'm going to let you know about this, but we're going to go over this um, in other episodes. But there's three attachments. There's the the secure, the anxious, and an avoidant attachment. I'm basically an anxious attachment, and I always attract avoidant attachments. So basically, we should strive to be a secure attachment, and we should um, strive to find another secure attachment basically so I attach to the wrong people basically and then I also have sex issues and when I say sex issues I'm not a sex addict don't get me wrong I love sex but I'm not a sex addict I have this belief where I feel like once we have sex my vagina should instantly make you fall in love with me Um, And I'm realizing that there's more to connections than sex. So basically, I am celibate right now working on me. Um, I'm working on basically having deeper connections with people uh, besides sex. Um, So there is no time limit on my celibacy. But when I do feel comfortable with having sex with other people then I'll do it and I'm realizing that I'm not as comfortable with sex as I once thought I was Um, and I'm noticing that um, most of my sexual partners were unhealthy for me and so I just want to make sure that the next person that I'm with whether it works out or not I I, kind of need it to be special right so that's that's where I'm at right now in life is I just I just want to be not alone right now but I want to be able to um, build deeper connections beyond sex and that is the issue in its own I was telling my my friend today uh, that I wanted to talk about my sexual issues on a pat on on the first episode, and she was like, "No, no, because you you don't have an issue." She was like, "I feel like your issues with sex are normal. These are what you know. It's normal what people go through." And I, you know, she's thinking about my urges, and I had to tell her like basically, 
lately I have not been having sexual urges. I've been in this space where, for example, um, when I'm talking to certain people, I'm like, oh, they're not feeling me because they haven't brought up sex or I should be talking up. I should be bringing up sex to reel them in. And that to me is not normal and it shouldn't be normal. You know, so I sex is a big issue for me. And so I want to take you guys um, on this journey with me to figure out why I have these sexual issues, why I have these attachment issues um, so I can find that person I can love on. Um, So, yeah, that is it's so funny because I wrote down. I wrote down all this stuff for my first episode and I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, I, you know, I got it. This is what I'm going to talk about on my first episode. And y'all, I'm telling you right now, I've literally went through everything that I was supposed to talk about. And it's only been about going on 10 minutes of this first episode. Um, so yeah. But before I do go, I did, I did want to dedicate this episode to my friend Larry. Um, you guys, if you guys really know me, you know 2020 and up until 2021 has been very, very rough for me. I lost three important people to me. I lost my uncle and two really good friends. But the one person that I want to dedicate this episode to is my friend Larry, because um, without my friend Larry, I really wouldn't know what falling in love with people really meant. Um, I guess I should say this. I have never been in love, even though I was with my son's dad for over 10 years. I I grew to learn that I didn't love him. He was just another, he was just my first attachment. I really didn't love him. I went through abuse with him and that, that wasn't love. And so I would tell Larry all the time, like, I just, you know, I really want to, to be in love with someone, but, um, you know, that at that point it would really scare me to be in love. And at that point I would just use men as um, a stress relief. You know, I would say, oh, I need sex right now. Let me find somebody to have sex with. And Larry let me know like, that's, that's not okay. And Larry was like, if you're, you know, looking for love, you need to look for love in the people you already have. And so that's what made me fall in love with my friends and family and made me be in tune with my friends and family. And it made me want to be their biggest cheerleaders. And so this is why this first episode is basically dedicated to my friend, Larry. I miss him so much. Um, I feel like I'm missing a piece of me. I feel like I'm off balance. And ever since he died, Back in July, I've been trying to find that balance and I can't. So that's been bugging me. Like I can't roll over and text him good morning. Having a- Thank you guys for tuning in to the second half of this episode. Uh, this is the second half of my intro episode. This half is about uh, the four reasons why I've decided to call my whole face quit. <laughs>
face. <laughs> so I'm saying bye-bye to the whole face. And so just a quick background about myself. I was with my um my son's dad for years. I don't even know. I think almost 10 years I was with him. And I was having a really, really tough conversation with one of my best friends. And I was telling him, like, I have never been in love before and he goes yes you have you were in love with your you know with Cedric's dad you were in love with his dad and I said no I you know I've spoke about this with my therapist I, I, I but I don't think I'd have ever spoken about this with any of my friends but I told him I said no I said you know me and my therapist came to the conclusion that um, my son's dad was merely just an attachment um, I kind of felt sorry for him the whole time I was together. We had this tumultuous, tumultuous relationship. It was, it was really bad um, to where, you know, he was in and out of jail. He was trying to finish school and he really didn't have help doing much because he was in and out of jail. And I basically felt sorry for him. Most of our relationship, my, our relationship was based on me supporting him, trying to get him to his dreams kind of while my dreams took a back seat. I didn't really have dreams because my dreams were fulfilling his dreams um out of guilt because I've had privileges that he never had. So that whole relationship I dealt with uh verbal abuse at the end physical abuse um like I took care of this guy. I did his classes for him so I lived somebody else's life and so when I broke up with him <clears throat> I was like in no rush in no rush shape any shape or form I did not want any relationship in any shape or form I did not so when I left him I knew I knew right off the bat I don't want anything with anybody and so I basically took two to three years I was celibate and um, I basically went on a journey to find myself. And then, dum dum dum, in comes the whole phase where I wouldn't necessarily say I was sleeping with a lot of people because it, it wasn't a lot of people. But I was, for one, sleeping with people just to feel, you know, fill that void. Um, which at the point I thought it was just you know, my needs being met. So I was with different people just, you know, to get my needs met. And, you know, that ends up leading to things, which is number one on my list of why my whole phase is over. Um, and that's because I got tired of the attachments. And I didn't realize going into this that just merely sleeping with people brings on these attachments to where they're hard to get rid of. You know what I mean? And you 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 get these attachments and it's like you're stuck. If it, it like it feels like you're stuck. It's like you want it to be over and you call it quits, but then it's ah, it's so hard to explain. But um I just got tired of the attachments. For example, here's here's how do I say this? I, oh, here's a good one. Here's a good example of attachment. So my last situation, um, he was a pretty nice guy, but he fooled me. He did. 
um, he ended up being broke. I ended up helping him out a lot. And then once he got on his feet, he basically called it quits with me. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why he wanted to call it quits with me. Um, in my mind, we can make this work. Like, you know, it was just one of those things where like, I wanted to make it work, but deep down inside, I knew it wasn't going to work, but because of the attachment, I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want him to be with anybody else. It just made it hard for, um, not necessarily for me to move on because I moved on pretty quickly. I, you know, felt my pain and then went about my business, but that, that's, that's exactly it right there. I'm tired of feeling that pain and I'm tired of having to go about my business. So that's one reason why my whole phase is over because I'm tired of the attachments. I'm really tired of it. Um, my second reason is, um, I'm not as comfortable with sex as I once thought I was. Like, I know I talk about it a lot, and I talk about it openly, and I joke about it, but I am not comfortable with sex. I'm not comfortable with having sex with people I don't know, never was. I don't know why I was doing it, but I'm just not comfortable with that anymore. So that's my reason number two. My reason number three is that I want one person to come home to now (laughs) like I'm tired of like going through my phone trying to figure out well who who do I need attention from and then you're texting different people trying to get their attention and their attention is elsewhere because they're dating too I'm just guys I'm just tired of the dating game I'm tired of the dating game I'm tired of it I'm tired of talking to different people, waving, weaving, bobbing and weaving through it. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired. That's my reason number three. I want somebody to come home to because I'm tired of this dating. I'm tired of getting to know people. I'm tired of trying to figure out what your freaking favorite meal is. I'm tired of figuring out what your TV show is. I'm tired of it. I just want one person I can come home to and hang out with. I'm tired. And my reason number four, this is a big reason, guys, is because I finally know what I want. Um, and I don't know if any other if any other people out here can agree with me, but I feel like I was going through that phase because I never knew what I wanted. Right. And so figuring out what I wanted was literally the hardest thing ever. It took me like over a year or two to figure out what I finally wanted. And it took the last person I dated to figure out what I finally wanted. And so now I know what I want. I don't want to jeopardize that for anything or anyone. So I'm going to sit still and I'm going to wait for him to come and I'm going to wait for him to give me exactly what I want because it shouldn't be this hard. It should not be this hard. But that concludes this first episode. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to my first episode of Confessions of a Depressed Black Girl. I really appreciate you guys. Um, Have a good rest of your night. And remember, always do everything with love. Bye.